and good afternoon, GRN listeners across the South and Central Texas listening area. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. I'm also your general manager for the Guadalupe Radio Network's South and Central Texas listening area. Thank you to everyone tuning in from Marble Falls, Fredericksburg, Kerrville, Uvalde, and right here in good old San Antonio. I'm grateful you've decided to spend this hour joining us in getting caught up on all things Catholic in South and Central Texas. Um, I will be flying solo today. My wonderful co-host, uh, Trish, uh, she's out under the weather, so please, uh, you know, everybody keep her in your prayers today. Uh, and on this program, you know, we try bringing you a variety of informative discussions highlighting different people, ministries and events going on around the Archdiocese of San Antonio and parts of the Diocese of Austin. Uh, today, we're going to be talking to Miss Mary Jo Rodriguez. Uh, she's counselor and therapist for the mental health ministry at St. Dominic Catholic Church. Uh, she's going to be joined by Ramiro and Miss Elizabeth Gamboa, uh, who are also on the core team and know firsthand uh, the challenges of living with someone with a mental health condition. Um, so before we get that conversation going, Let's get today's uh, you know program started the way that we should do all things, uh, and that's in prayer. Uh, so wherever you might be, let us pray and ask the Lord to make his will known to you and for the grace to accomplish his will in loving obedience. So please join me in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear God, may everything we do begin with your inspiration Continue with your help and reach perfection under your guidance. With your loving care, lead all of us in our daily actions. Help us to persevere in love and sincerity. Bless us with an abundance of courage in proclaiming your holy name in the teachings of your church. Grant us the grace to do your will in loving obedience. Heavenly Father, keep us under your constant protection and draw us ever closer to you. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Joseph, pillar of families, pray for us. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, we're going to have an awesome program uh, for you today. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about uh, mental health, health uh, and mental health awareness. Actually, um, y'all may not have known this, but September is actually a suicide prevention month. Um, and, you know, these are, you know, some things that, uh, you know, some topics that, you know, a lot of times people want to maybe sweep under the rug because there's a, there's a negative, you know, stigma to it. And, and I think it's important to at least get the conversation going, know that it's okay, uh, to, to talk about this. Um, and of course, you know, for anyone, you know, who, who you may know, um, or if you're having, you know, suicidal, uh, thoughts, uh, you know, please call 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 988. And you can dial or text that and someone, uh, you know, will, of course, uh, be in touch, uh, to, to help you out with that. Uh, let me go ahead and recap the last week. We didn't have a program uh, last week because that we uh, were out uh, shooting Dove, all right? Well, I attempted to shoot Dove. Unfortunately, folks, I have to report that um, the result 
from last year is the same result I got this year. So I only finished with two, but uh, my boss and predecessor and pre, you know vice president of the Guadalupe Radio Network, Mr. Richard Reyna, you know he uh, he I think he probably took home the trophy between uh, you know he and his son. I mean they they were doing great. But I want to give a big thank you uh, to you know for the ones that you know hosted the opening day uh, you know. Uh, dove hunt, you know, the Iltis family out at the ranch. Um, and this was part of the, the SAFA, uh, um, you know, charity dove hunt fundraiser that they put on. Uh, and this was the Bishop, Bish, or excuse me, the SAFA Bishop John W. Yanta Memorial Hunt at Quail Creek Crossing at Beta Ranch. Uh, that was the Labor Day hunt. And I want to thank, uh, the many, you know, the, the many sponsors that, you know, we, we had available, um, you know, for that who helped support the Guadalupe Radio Network, who helped support the mission of the San Antonio Family Association, uh, which is to stand up and, and promote, you know, the family, um, in, in the public square. So a big thank you to, um, you know, I've got here, you know, please excuse me. I'm trying to get my eyes to focus here. Big thank you to Danny Petrie and Hartzheim Petrie and Company CPAs. Uh, they do offer a variety of accounting services in the San Antonio and surrounding areas. Also want to thank South Tejas Insurance of Bernie and uh, Mr. Vernon Ray uh, for, for their support. Uh, Vernon was actually presented for the first uh, Bishop Yonta Memorial um, you know, Hunt Award uh, with the you know, many you know, charitable works that he does with the efforts that he puts in day in and day out and actually living out his Catholic faith um, in, in the public square. Uh, we want to thank South Tejas Insurance. Uh, they specialize in life, health, and other different types of insurance services. So a special thank you uh, to, to him uh, for information on uh, the, the, you know, hard time uh, CPAs and company. You can visit, you know, their website. Um, you can also visit the website for the South Tejas Insurance, uh, you know, group uh, there in Bernie. Um, on the you know on the web and a special thank you to the Von Dolan Knufke Financial Group for their outstanding support. Uh, they actually serve as a concierge for financial services for local and statewide physicians. Uh, to learn about the financial services that they offer uh, physicians, visit their website at tvd kfg.com again so that's uh you know that was regarding the uh the dove hunts man it was it was a lot of fun i encourage you next year if you have the opportunity uh you know you don't want to miss this event it's a great time for uh for families to get together for you know for for men to get together for priests to gather for seminarians to gather and just have a, an enjoyable time out in, in, in the outdoors also want to talk about, you know, the prayer breakfast that we had last Wednesday. Special thank you going out to everyone who, uh, you know, came to, to show up for and signed up for the event and attended. It was wonderful. The food was delicious. Uh, Mr. Chase Decker, general manager at the Fish City Grill located on Culebra and 1604. They put on a, a, a wonderful, uh, you know, a wonderful meal for us. They were very welcoming. Uh, with us. And this was an event, you know, this is what we call a friend raiser. You know, this is an event where Catholic men and women um, who want to grow their Catholic circle of friends can get together, mingle, uh, meet each other, you know, and actually, you know, get to know others who share that same faith, uh, you know, that, that we have, uh, and, and want to take that faith to the, you know, to the workplace. Uh, I want to thank, you know, Father John Jenkins, parochial vicar at 
Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church. He gave uh, you know the the prayers, the reflection, which was you know which was amazing. I want to thank Mr. Russell Williams, Chapter President of the Thomas J. Flanagan Knights of Columbus. Um, you know he gave a wonderful uh, inspirational talk too, uh, in how you know we in everything that we do, you know we do it to the glory of God, not just some things, not just one thing, but everything that we do. Uh, we should do for the glory of God. I uh, want to uh, take the time to thank the sponsors of that event. We had a couple of sponsors. Uh, we had Sanctus Ranch, Dan Seventy and family out there. You know, they, they were one of the, uh, you know, ta- you know, the, you know, breakfast sponsors. Want to thank also the Knights of Columbus Council, sixteen seven thirty of Our Lady of the Atonement Catholic Church, uh, Grand Knight. You know, Mister Mark Serada. Um, you know, they, they came out there in full support of uh, you know of, of the breakfast. So we are grateful for that. And speaking of Sanctus Ranch, uh, we had their uh, or they had their spirit tasting event and silent auction uh, this past weekend. Uh, my wife and I had the opportunity to be out there and support this fundraiser, which benefits uh, the Saint Matthew. Matthew the Apostle Scholarship Fund, uh, which in turn helps men and women who desire to attend a spiritual action or a spiritual retreat. Uh, some of the recipients include, uh, you know, Axe Recovery, Axe Retreats, Young Adult and Teen Retreats, Marriage Retreats, and many others. So again, thank you, uh, you know, for that. Uh, opportunity. Uh, Sanctus Ranch got a lot going on out there. You may have heard, uh, through the grapevine and through our program, um, also that, you know, they are bringing back, you know, October 7th through the 9th, the Whiskey Cigars and Jesus Men's Retreat. So for men out there who are looking for something a little different, a little different flavor than what you've experienced, uh, you know, maybe, uh, in, in Acts. And if you want to do, uh, you know, something else, uh, you know, that's, uh, I got to experience that, you know, last year and, and it's a great time. Uh, it's a great time to, you know, to, uh, get away, um, you know, from all the noise of our, our daily life. You know, uh, it's, a, it is a, a true retreat. You're going to hear a lot about, um, the, the gospels, how we can live out our vocation as men, as fathers, as husbands, um, you know, on this retreat. So. I would encourage you to, to participate in that. And for, you know, all the, you know, all the events going on with Sanctus Ranch, visit their website at sanctusranch.com. Click on the events tab and you're going to be able to see, uh, you know, quite a bit of that. Uh, I also want to, you know, congratulate a big congratulations to our two newest transitional deacons of the Archdiocese of San Antonio, deacons Jordan Milligan and David Chaco. Uh, you know, please continue to pray for these young men as they progress in their vocation journey uh, to serve God and his people. And, you know, we had them on the program a couple of months back uh, when we were promoting the, you know, the the kickball, turn, you know, not the tournament, but the kickball game that they had against the the priest of the archdiocese. And I got to tell you, you know, the, the men who are uh, really discerning God's call for them um, in, in into the priesthood, you know, please keep them and, you know, keep all our priests, uh, keep our seminarians, keep our deacons, keep those in the in the religious life uh, in your constant prayer. You know, in, in our family, in my family, uh, we constantly offer up our our rose, our evening rosary uh, for them. We offer up our uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet for the men. Um, you know, discerning the priesthood for men and women, discerning the the religious life. We pray for our Holy Father Pope Francis, for Archbishop Gustavo and his auxiliaries. Uh, you know, bishops. Gary and, and, and Michael. And uh, again, it's important that we pray for these men that, you know, um, that they, they know and, uh, you know, would do God's will. And, uh, they're constantly under, you know, under attack. So it's important that, you know, they have, uh, you know, they have the, 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 
the prayers, uh, backing them and encouraging them, and and tell your priest, you know, thank you, you know, tell him that, you know, thank you for for bringing us Jesus, thank you for your yes in serving God and His people. So again, I think uh, that that would go a long way. Uh, but I also want to, you know, want to throw out a birthday greeting uh, to Miss Ava Maria, uh, daughter of GRN Vice President Richard Reyna, um, you know, who celebrates her birthday today on the feast of the Holy Name of Mary. You know, happy birthday, Ava, and may God bless you with a year full of good health with love and with an abundance of joy. So happy birthday. Um, so a couple of things uh, actually coming up. Uh, this weekend, in fact, we've got the uh, fourth annual Veronica's Journey 5K Run and Walk. Um, the 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 main keyword there, well, for me is is walk. So you don't have to run, folks. All right, you can actually attend this wonderful event uh, that's going to go. You know, that's going to benefit the uh, Veronica's Boutique of Catholic Charities. Um, you know, this is a a program um, you know, of Catholic Charities that uh, provides services to to families with children. You know, under the age of three who are in need of uh, material support, um, you know, clothes, diapers, formula, things of that nature. Uh, and it also benefits Gabriella's Smile Foundation, a local childhood cancer support center, um, you know, for, for kids uh, here in, in, in San Antonio. Uh, so there's still time to register for, you know, for this event. This is going to be taking place at Southside Lions Park East over there at 4600 Pecan Valley Drive, uh, right here in good old San Antonio. This is a timed event, uh, you know, with prizes for top finishers in all age groups. So if you're middle-aged like me, I mean, there's a prize out there for you, all right? And there is a chance, there is a chance. Uh, it's great to, to be out there. Last year, uh, I was out there, and we do plan on doing another live remote broadcast, uh, probably uh, around that 12 o'clock hour on Saturday. We're gonna get a chance to talk to uh, Dr. Mitch, to, to Miss Chrissy, uh, to probably, you know, Antonio Fernandez, if, if, if he's available and uh, to, to probably uh, some of the other participants out there and we're going to get you know you know we're going to get a chance to, to talk to all of them uh, so again sign up at veronicasjourney.com to register uh, all the information can be found online for for that and lastly uh, before we go to our first break um, you know I want to talk about the annual clergy and religious appreciation dinner sponsored by uh, Knights of Columbus the Archdiocese chapter uh, this is going to take place on Friday September 23 3rd uh, 2022 uh, so for more information on that uh, you can contact uh, you know Russell Williams uh, he's going to be out there uh, you know making the reservations but that music does mean that we're going to go to our first break and when we come back we're going to start a conversation off uh, you know with Miss Mary Jo uh, Rodriguez um, so don't change the station we will be right back The 2022 Fall share is just around the corner. The theme for this share is, it's for your soul. Starting Tuesday, September 13th through Friday, September 16th, we'll be on the air asking for your financial support to help keep the Guadalupe Radio Network on the air in South and Central Texas. Please prayerfully consider calling in at that time to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge of support. Thank you so much for your generosity, and may the Lord abundantly bless you. 
Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. The fourth annual Veronica's Journey 5K Run Walk will take place Saturday, September 17th at Southside Lions Park East. Located at 4600 Pecan Valley Drive, this family-friendly event honoring the loving memory of Veronica Nicole Finney is for adults and children. The children's run begins at 8 a.m. All registered 5K participants will be eligible to win a drawing for a two-night stay at the Wyndham San Antonio Riverwalk. To register or for more information, visit veronicasjourney.com. Thank you for listening to the Guadalupe Radio Network and being part of the family. As family, we have a duty to pray for each other, and we would be honored if you would let us pray with you and for you. You don't even have to tell us your name. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, or call our prayer request line and leave us a message at 800-395-4008. That's 800-395-4008. We will be praying for you every day. And welcome back, folks. This is your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard. I'm Sean, your host for the program every Monday at noon. Uh, And again, I'm so glad that you're able to join us. I did forget to mention one last thing uh, before we went to break. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be kicking off the GRN's Fall share with the theme being It's For Your Soul. Uh, we are going to be making our appeal, you know, starting tomorrow uh, through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. We will be making our appeal for your financial support uh, to help keep your local GRN station on the air uh, and to help keep our radio airwaves Catholic. So please, uh, you know, prayerfully. You know, prayerfully uh, consider you know calling in uh, you know during this week uh, to to make that gift, to make that one-time pledge, to make that monthly pledge of support. Uh, we it would really go a long way uh, into you know really allowing us to continue our mission of evangelization through the powerful means of radio. So again, uh, we can't do what we do. We can't give you, you know, we can't bring you um, all the, the solid Catholic programming that, that you hear, the catechesis shows, the family, you know, counseling shows, uh, and on. And, and you can't listen to, you know, when, you know, without the GRN, you know, you can't listen to in his vineyard. So I'm grateful for that. You know, if, uh, you know, if you can uh, allow us to, to keep doing what we do and, uh, you know, participate with us in our mission to save souls, we would really appreciate it. But again, without further delay, I want to go ahead and welcome to the program, uh, Miss Mary Jo Rodriguez. Uh, she's a counselor and therapist. Uh, there at St. Dominic Catholic Church as part of their mental health ministry. And she's going to be joined by Ramiro and Miss Elizabeth Gamboa, uh, who serve on the core team uh, there at St. Dominic. So, you know, welcome to the program, um, you know, Miss Mary Jo. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I want to thank you personally and also Guadalupe Radio Network. We're so excited. We do take advantage of any opportunity that allows us to promote awareness of this major issue. 
Amen. You know, you mentioned that, you know, it, it is a it is a major issue. You know, it, it seems like we don't get to talk a whole lot about mental health unless there's some type of tragedy uh, that that takes place. But I think, you know, a a big part of, uh, you know, reducing that would probably be to addressing, yes, uh, those concerns. I mean, obviously, we can talk probably, you know, for days upon days, uh, you know, uh, you know, with some of those things. But we'll, we're going to focus on mental health. Can you tell us, uh, you know, can you tell us more about what this ministry is that that you have going on at St. Dominic? Uh, can you give us some basic information uh, first about mental health to our listening audience? Uh, and let's start the conversation there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to do that. Uh, mental health, as you may have recognized by now, that it's a, it's a major issue and continues to escalate, continues to grow. And uh, it impacts everybody's emotional, psychological, and social well-being. So today, it continues to grow, and it impacts many individuals, their families. And so we, uh, one of the things we did is we decided to focus on this issue at our church. A lot of times when people are seeking help, they usually wind up at a church, and we are one of the few parishes in the whole archdiocese that have a counselor on staff. So that's one of what's, that's one of our strengths. But this ministry actually started in the fall of 2020. There was another worker there who had some program development uh, experience. She and I teamed up together with the support of our pastor, Father Mike, who's a strong proponent of mental health as well. And uh, we started with some workshops, and the reason we started doing some workshops is because we felt a need to begin with education and awareness about this issue because this issue, um, many times people don't seek help because there's a big stigma, and we continue to to do uh, different strategies to address the stigma towards mental health. So we have, um, you know, we started in the fall, we had some workshops going on, and then COVID hit, and everything went dormant for about, I guess, about several months, maybe nine months, and then I came on board, I wasn't on board at the church, I came on board as a counselor and revisited the idea of setting up a ministry and went to work, and we started doing workshops, we recruited a core team, and I'm glad Ram and Elizabeth have joined us on that team. We have about five other people in our parish that are really involved. And we've been doing workshops this year since April, one every month. We just had our fifth on substance use disorders. We've covered all the mental health disorders disorders that there are. We had about 70 people show up at our first workshop. Wow. Yes, that was amazing. And people came from other parishes because they want to learn about this issue because it impacts their families. And uh, we've had many individuals tell us uh, that they're so happy we have this ministry because they're learning about mental health. They know where to access resources. They know where to get help. And they have a sounding board where they can also address the challenges that they're dealing with. Right. You know, let me ask you something, Miss Mary Jo. So uh, at the time uh, of the, the creation of this ministry, uh, what really, you know, spurred it along? You know, what was what was going on at the time where someone said, you know what, this would probably be a good idea to have uh, a ministry like this focusing on, on such a, you know, such a topic that, you know, really is, um, you know, kind of not spoken too much about. Well, I think one of the things that really uh, moved it along was the fact that uh, we really focused on those workshops, and we did a lot of marketing. Uh, 
within the, the, the whole church and even the diocese became involved. They have a pastoral director now who's very sensitized, has done work at promoting mental health awareness, and she jumped on board, and we had a lot of help to promote it. Plus, people, <clears throat> I find that people were suffering, and I saw this. You know, it also helped that it coincided with me coming on board because I was able to promote it with everybody that came into my office and and beyond. And then uh, we started to identify some key people in the parish mm-hmm. that had personal experience with mental health disorders of a loved one, and they were interested. And we developed a really good, solid team and really stayed focused on working on it so that it wouldn't go dormant. Right. Because a lot of times ministries do, so you need to kind of keep it alive. And, and thus far, it's just been kind of getting... Um, just developing real steadily. Uh, we're real excited about it. There's a lot more to do, <clears throat> but uh, we're doing some things consistently, and uh, more people more people that come to counseling are now going to our workshops yeah. and trying to get help. Amen. You know, um, if I can ask you something, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be bringing on, uh, you know, Ramiro and uh, Elizabeth, uh, you know, shortly, especially when we start talking about, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how families, you know, deal with, um, you know, living with a family member or, you know, having a family member, uh, you know, with those challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know a, a lot of, a lot of uh, areas within the mental health scope uh, you deal with, again, suicide prevention, you deal with the addictions, you deal with, uh, you know, the, the, the schizophrenics. Uh, and, I mean, there's just a, a whole slew of items that fall under this uh, umbrella. But I, I want to ask, you know, so how many people are impacted? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for an exact number here, but mm-hmm. how many people w- would you say um, are impacted by mental illness or a mental health condition? Well, if you could explain uh, what maybe are those, what, what's the difference between a mental illness and mental health condition? What's the difference between those? Uh, they're they're pretty much used. The the, the language is used inter, in, you know interchangeably. Sure. However, today we refer to them as mental health conditions. Okay. And uh, today the research shows that approximately one in five adults will experience a mental health condition at one point in their lives. When you talk about youth, it's one in six. And this is supported by the National Alliance of the Mentally Ill and also by the National Institute on Mental Health. There's there's a lot of uh, individuals that are impacted. And despite that it's a growing issue, half of people with a mental health condition receive treatment. There's still the stigma that people kind of hold back and other factors uh, that might be even related to cultural factors. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can, uh, you know, if I can go ahead and and ask also. So when you're when you're talking about mental health and the different you know types, uh, what are some of the more uh, predominant um, you know conditions in, that that you face and and that you deal with? It, as far as you know, some of the more uh, you know the, the counseling that that you uh, personally um, you know participate in. You know, is it. Uh, addictions is it you know the the this the the bipolar you know conditions is it you know i mean what what is it that you have found in your own personal experience where people uh, you know tend to uh, to to suffer from mental illness the most i believe that the most common conditions that i see people for tend to be anxiety mm-hmm. post covid we had a lot growing number of people that were experiencing anxiety panic disorders and depression 
There's a lot of depression going on. I also see a lot of couples that come into the office and they struggle with those kind of issues. But a lot of times it's attributed to someone's substance use disorder. I mean, they go hand in hand. And today we know that trauma is huge. Uh, I've done a lot of work in trauma before. So I see a lot of women that that come into the office uh, with trauma issues. Amen. Well, I tell you what, that that 15 minutes went by quick. We're going to take our second break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined um, you know, with Ramiro and Elizabeth to join this conversation. Okay, so don't change the station, folks. We will be right back. When you donate a car to the Guadalupe Radio Network, you're not only supporting your local Catholic radio station, you're also getting a great tax deduction. So if you have a vehicle that you don't want anymore, consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Guadalupe Radio Network by calling 1-866-628-CARS or go to grnonline.com and click on Donate. From the folks at the GRN, thank you, and may God abundantly bless you. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. A 2014 study entitled Understanding Former Young Catholics found that emotional closeness with parents, especially fathers, is a powerful indicator of whether or not a child will remain in the faith. Bonding with your child goes a long way in sharing the truth with them. We want our children to be holy, and we need them to know that the path to holiness is found within the law of the church. But rules without relationship breed rebellion. Children do need to know the truth, but if a parent communicates the law without love, it may actually do more harm than good. By loving our children, we are nurturing their longing for a relationship with God. The love we have for them is only a shadow of the love that God their Heavenly Father has. It is that relationship that will help them follow the moral law and choose the good. Growing that relationship should be the goal of every Catholic parent. For more on your relationship with your child, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hi, Julie Carrick here, host of We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of many of today's Catholic recording artists. I am delighted to be the host of this weekly program on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time. Julie Carrick with We Sing Our Faith, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central, here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And welcome back, folks, to your live and local program. This is In His Vineyard, having this wonderful discussion about mental health and really trying to raise awareness about mental health. Uh, you know, here we've got Miss Mary Jo uh, Rodriguez. Uh, she's a counselor there at St. Dominic Catholic Church. We're going to be bringing on uh, momentarily uh, Ramiro and Elizabeth Gamboa. Also, uh, they're part of the core team uh, there at St. Dominic Catholic Church. Uh, and if you didn't know, uh, we are streaming the uh, program uh, there on Facebook Live. So feel free to you know join the uh, Facebook group page. That's um, you know the GRN South and Central TX Facebook group page uh, or the Guadalupe Radio uh, Network uh, page. Um, and you know you'll be able to you know catch us and, and join the conversation via Facebook. Uh, so before we went to break, we were talking about you know uh, the you know number of people um, you know 
actually impacted by mental, you know, mental health. And it's very staggering. I mean, you're saying one in five, one in six are uh, uh, adults and youth are, are impacted with, you know, some type of, um, you know, mental health condition or, or mental illness. Uh, and it, it takes on its, uh, you know, uh, in a, it takes the form in a variety of ways. Um, so again, you know, we'll, we'll pick up there. I, I want to ask you, Miss Mary Jo, you know, so regarding the, you know, we talked about families. Uh, we talked about, you know, families that live or, or have this, uh, you know, going on, uh, you know, and they, they got to deal with it. I mean, it, it's challenging, right? It certainly is. It's very challenging. And a lot of times when people come to the church and they ask for help, they're just desperate. They're despondent because oftentimes they don't know what to do. Things have gotten out of control. And many times it's because their loved one is non-compliant with medications. Mm. Now, Sean, today we know there's a lot of help out there. And this is why this ministry is so important. And we wish to have this type of ministry in every Catholic church in the archdiocese because it's needed. Uh, it helps let people know there is help. You've got support. There is hope. And uh, because there's no need to really be suffering. Amen. Uh, you know, I want to go ahead and introduce uh, Ramiro and Elizabeth Gamboa. Uh, if you would, I'll start with Ramiro first. Um, you know, could you tell us uh, your role within the, you know, within the core team uh, and, you know, there at St. Dominic? Um, what was, you know, what inspired you to get involved uh, in, in a ministry like this? You know, could you tell us a little bit about that and introduce yourself to our listeners, too? Uh, yes, my name is Ramiro Gamboa. Um, I'm part of the St. Saint, uh, Dominic's Mental Health Ministry. Um, I started with Mary Jo actually by, by going to see her for, for counseling wow. as a family member, uh, having a family member with a mental health condition. Um, I began to go see her, and as we talked and, and, and uh, talked about the situation, uh, it made me realize, and she saw it, uh, us, myself, uh, and Elizabeth, to say, hey, maybe you guys can be part of this mental health uh, ministry that, that we're working here. Um, and I found it to be very rewarding. Uh, initially, I was, kind of, I was a little bit uh, hesitant. Yeah. You know, wasn't sure that I wanted to be part of it. But uh, realizing that I have a son with a mental health condition, um, it actually has become a, a coping mechanism sure. for myself by, uh, by doing this work, by helping others, uh, and also is helping me to work with my son and his condition. Yeah. You know, let me ask you, um, you know, Miss Elizabeth, you know, and I'll bring you on um, here. So for you both, you know, obviously a, a mother and a father, you know, dealing with, um, and, and your, your, your son, you know, he's, he's an adult. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, not, you know, 15, 16 or anything like that. I mean, he's a grown man. Um, what's it been like for you to, to deal with, uh, you know, with, with your son, um, and and his in his condition, you know, what's that impact been like for for you? Because what I want to hear, I, you know, I'm sure as a mother and a father, I mean, the experience is is different. I mean, as a man, you know, we think of man, this is my son, you know, and you know he's going through these things. But as a mother, you're very you know nurturing and and, and compassionate with that. What's it like, uh, you know, to 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 kind of deal with this? And what steps do y'all take as a family to cope? I think with for any parent that has a child that's sick, it's very hard. It's very difficult to see them suffering and struggling. Um, and like Dr. Rodriguez said earlier, we do have a lot of people that come to the church seeking help. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to find help. And I think Ramiro and I were in that position where we were desperate to get answers and find help to be able to help our child. 
um, to help them get into treatment, to help them stay on their medication. Um, and and it's it's hard. You go through a roller coaster of emotions. Mm-hmm. You, you experience sadness, frustration, anger. Um, it's just it's it's difficult for family members. It's difficult for the uh, the parents of the person with the mental health condition, for their siblings, for um, their children if they have children. Um, and as a couple, for us personally, going through this too, it can be challenging on our relationship sure. and our marriage as well. Um, and like Ramiro said earlier, we initially started on this journey by coming to see Dr. Rodriguez mm-hmm. for help, for answers in, in counseling and therapy. And now we've gotten involved and it has been a blessing for us to be able to get help ourselves, but then turn around and be able to help other people that are going through the same thing. Right. People that find themselves um, in a position where they don't know where to turn, um, they don't know where to seek help. Um, and it's um, it's been very rewarding, um, but there's definitely a lot of work to do. Um, like um, Dr. Rodriguez said earlier, we're looking to hopefully start some family-to-family counseling se- or sessions at St. Dominic's mm-hmm. for those family members that are that are going through that, those challenges. You know, I think uh, what you do is is really important, and, and it's it, it really uh, it is a blessing because there's a you know there's I'm sure you know there, there's families out there that maybe you know. You know, going through this and living this, uh, you know, this this life of of of, of challenge because of you know the, the family members you know who are impacted by the mental uh, mental con- you know health condition. That you know what, like man, am I the only one? You know, and when you have an you know a ministry like this, an outlet like this, where yeah, I mean, you can take your own personal experiences uh, and use that to hopefully. Um, you know, help somebody else out. I, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, you know what you do is is, is good. Uh, I want to ask you, maybe uh, Ramiro. Let me ask. So, how much? You know, when did y'all first notice uh, in, in your son that maybe there, there, there's there's something off? You know, that maybe there's something a little different. Uh, that you know, this is escalated to maybe a a health condition. You know, what what was going on? You know, what were some of the signs? Would you say? Well. Well, my son is 33 years old at the uh, at this point, and uh, it was probably about 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to school, um, and one of the positives that I'll say about him was that he's actually one course short of getting his degree, his associate's degree. And it was around that time that we started to notice he wasn't finishing his assignments. He uh, he wasn't going to school. Uh, he seemed a little lost when we would talk to him. Uh, seemed a little dazed. Um, uh, one of the one of the episodes I recall was uh, it was a hot June day and he just sat out in the driveway in the middle of the sun um, and I was trying to bring him in and it it was like he was in the daze um, so that was probably one of the, the the first instances that I saw started to realize that something's not right here uh, and even then I, I was in denial myself I thought it was just kind of a phase that he was going through in right. his life but. Um, over time, uh, as things were happening in his life, uh, I began to realize and, and acknowledge that that he did have this mental condition. You know, if I can ask you, because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to think about, you know, you know, maybe the person tuning in right now who, who may be, <coughs> excuse me, going through something similar. Um, how would you, you know, how would you even recognize, you know, if like you, you know, you were saying, you know, this is what, you know, these are some of the things that, um, you know. 
that were occurring and then you kind of elevated it from from there but you know for someone you know listening to all this and you know what are some some tell signs uh that would you know maybe throw up a red flag and say man maybe we should take this a, a step further and seek you know some some guidance in this maybe miss mary joe could you answer that sure uh, i think some of the things you might see are uh, unusual behavior something that was not anticipated the lack of follow-through the lack of focus isolation uh, perhaps they display symptoms of being depressed, you know, mm-hmm. just not talking, not engaging, um, not listening, um, and just trying to um, get away from it all. But a lot of times you see things like Amita was saying, things just don't happen like they used to. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes even it can turn into anger or ir- irritability or moodiness. Yeah. You might see like up and down moods and uh, just ab- abnormal behavior that you're not accustomed to seeing. And, and and no matter what you try to do to help that person, they just don't seem to get it at right. times. Yeah. You know, I and as you're saying that, I, I can't help but to think, you know, there, there could be a, a lot of confusion uh, because, A, uh, mental health it really, you know, it, there, there could be more done to talk more openly about it, yes. Uh, and then number two, I mean, it's not like it's just in your face and you can tell. I mean, like you're saying, um, you know, it may be, you know, so much or something so so simple as maybe the, you know, is is this person have, just having a bad day or are they having more bad days than before? Is something completely out of the norm? So where do we draw that line as to what's normal um, behavior and what's not? Well, a lot of times, like I know I've practiced clinically for a long time, and, and some of the things we always start with is, you know, we have to kind of do some kind of assessment, but you rule out medical. Sure. You know, is a person ill? Uh, are they going through something that's yeah. affecting their behavior or is it substance-induced? You know, mm-hmm. I work with a lot of people in the criminal justice system, and oftentimes you see those behaviors, like psychosis, and many times we had difficulty discerning where if it's, is it really a mental health disorder or is it substance-induced? And that happens a lot with young people today that are sure. using a lot of drugs. Um, so a lot of times you, you have to rule those things out first, you know, and right. that's why education of the family yeah. is important. Amen. Um, I want to go back to, to Ramiro and, and Elizabeth. Uh, you talked about education uh, of the family. Um, now, for your son, um, has he, you know, have have you all uh, been able to talk openly about this? Is he receptive to, you know, some of these, uh, you know, talks and such? I mean, what what's that dynamic like right now? That's that's a very good question. Uh, right now, um, I would say that he's still in denial yeah. uh, of his condition. Um, he's actually, uh, we, it's a challenge for him to take his medication. Sure. Uh, right now, he's mandated to take his medication. Um, but uh, do you want to? I think it's a, it's a continuous struggle. Um, I don't think that he recognizes his illness. Yeah. Um, and in our case, um, and, and probably a lot of families that we've experienced, um, our, our son has experienced uh, both unemployment homelessness, incarceration, mm-hmm. and um, and he has an actual diagnosis. Um, he's been hospitalized multiple times, mm-hmm. and um, we continue to try to work with him to stay on the medication, to 
to get into some kind of treatment program. Right now, at this point, we're still currently trying to encourage him to do a peer-to-peer class mm-hmm. through NAMI. Um, we've done the family-to-family through NAMI, and it, and it was very helpful. But um, it's a challenge to get them to, or to get him to recognize um, and accept the, um, the, the mental illness diagnosis. You know, if I can ask, uh, you know, maybe I can ask you, know, Miss Mary Jo, um, when we're talking about the, you know, the individuals who are actually, you know, who are suffering from a, a mental illness, you know, how, how do you get them to, to see and to be open to the idea that this course, you know, whether it be, you know, natural, uh, the counseling, uh, medication, I mean, how do we, how do you get them to understand that this is for, for them and this is real? Well, that's very challenging. That's a good question because it is challenging. And people today, they have to want the help. You know, I I get calls all the time from families just so so, uh, in dire need. They're just in desperation. He doesn't listen. They don't take the meds. They don't do this. And can't you put them someplace Mm -hmm. where all that will happen automatically? We don't don't have those kind of places. Sad but true. But... I try to talk to them, talk to them, help them to understand and kind of lay it out for them in terms of if this doesn't happen, this can happen. We have a lot of individuals that have mental health conditions that wind up in the criminal justice system because they get off their meds, they start self-medicating with substances, and before you know it, before you know it, they're, uh, you know, they they keep recycling. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue this uh, conversation uh, after the quick break. So don't change the station and we will be right back. Jeez, I went out of time. I just love summer. Relaxing on the beach, those amazing triple-digit temperatures, long road trips. Cecil, what are you rambling on about? Summer is coming to an end, and it is time to move on to fall. Oh, what's so great about fall? Oh, there's plenty of things. Cooler temperatures, pumpkin spice, fall festivals, and most importantly, September 13th through the 16th, we have our Fall sure with a theme of It's For Your Soul. And we need to start asking everyone to call in that week with a pledge of support for the GRN. <gasps> what? How could I forget about pumpkin spice? Oh, boy. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. G.K. Chesterton says, Thanks are the highest form of thought. At the sacrifice of the Mass, we hear the priest say, We do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Always and everywhere. Have we ever really thought about that? If we were always thankful to God, always and everywhere, what would our lives be like? Chesterton says, we should always endeavor to wonder at the permanent thing, not at the mere exception. We should be startled by the sun, not by the eclipse. We should wonder less at the earthquake and wonder more at the earth. Thanks are the highest form of thought. Maybe that's why the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. Want more than a minute? Chesterton. It's to truly save souls. It's to save souls and 
We have a lot of different media platforms, whether it's through our TV, radio, music, and it's all promoting this culture that is really here to kill, steal, and destroy souls. And to have that Catholic voice on the air that is proclaiming the good news and able to touch and transform lives, um, what better thing to support? The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. And welcome back, folks. This is your live and local program in his vineyard. Uh, we're having this wonderful conversation with Miss Mary Jo Rodriguez, with Ramiro and Elizabeth Gamboa, talking about mental health. Um, and with you know just about you know just under 15 min- minutes left. I mean, there's so much I want to get to, but uh, you know, Miss Mary Jo, could you tell us um, you know regarding you know the the training that goes into you know the the core team, uh, who provides it, how do parishes? Uh, get this uh, available to them if somebody is out there who wants to start uh, this mental health ministry at their church? Thank you so much for asking that, Sean, because I've been waiting to answer that question. (laughs) But um, we were very fortunate. This is a very timely thing that has happened to us that uh, the NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, they have a local program called Bridges to Care. And I had found that out some, some, like a year ago, but they provide 20 hours of free training on mental health and related topics to any congregation. And you know that at the time we joined, uh, there was about 65 congregations in the city. No Catholic congregations were involved wow. in this multi-faith initiative. St. Dominic's became the first parish to join in and that was one of the things that also attracted our ministry members to know that they would get this training. Most of our members, they, they had a, uh, they knew somebody that had a mental health disorder and they said, wow, you mean I get to be trained for free? Right. And you do it on, a, on your own time on Zoom. It doesn't cost anything. And once you get the 20 hours complete, you get a certification as a wellness champion. So you uh, do get a certification. Yes, you do. And then these wellness champions are going to be helping out in the parish in different capacities. We're still early in the process. We haven't gotten to that point. We're working on the family to family support group Mm -hmm. to start up maybe next month. That's our first major project besides our monthly workshops that we hold. Uh, but it's all coming together great. We're so excited. We wish, like I said earlier, we wish every church would join this training because it's invaluable. Amen. Um, I would ask you also, so where can individuals that are interested in getting involved uh, in similar work at their parishes, who do they contact? Is there a website? Is there a phone number? Uh, they can call our church. I'd be glad to talk to anybody and sort of direct them and let them know about the Bridges to Care. We'll our whole team can can be involved in recruitment. Amen. And the number to our church is 210-435-6211, extension 207. I'll talk to them myself personally. And you're at St. Dominic Catholic I, Church. I right? am at St. Dominic's. And, and I just want to add that a lot of this wouldn't happen with us without the support of our pastor, yeah. Father Mike, who's, who's a strong proponent of mental health. Amen. Um, in in the short time that we've got left, I want to ask also, uh, what are, you know, what, why do you think people, um, you know, who are suffering from, you know, from various mental health um, why is it you know hard, you know hard for them um, you know and for family members to, to to seek the help? Why is that? 
there's many reasons that people don't seek help, but the primary reason that we find to be true is because they don't know where to go. They don't know where to ask. Mm-hmm. They don't know where the resources are. And uh, also because of the stigma that accompanies mental health. And we did a workshop, and in fact, Graham was very, um, and, and Liz did uh a workshop on mental health stigma at our parish as part of our workshops because that's one of our major objectives under our goal is to reduce the stigma towards mental illness that prevents many people from seeking help. Amen. And, of course, um, if you're tuning in, we're having this you know conversation about mental health, and, and it is something that needs to – there needs to be light uh, you know, brought to it. You know, um, I, I think what Amen. y'all are doing uh, there at St. Dominic, and hopefully uh, you know, this is something that, that does grow uh, you know, at, at, the other, uh, at the other parishes to help families like uh, you know, Ramiro and Elizabeth, and, and there's many more families out there. Uh, I do you – know, growing up, I, I know uh, of several families uh, that, that I knew – um, you know, that dealt with, uh, you know, drug addictions, you know, that dealt with, uh, you know, just, you know, those mental health conditions, too, because, uh, again, mental health uh, illnesses take this, you know, take the, you know, take a form in, in various ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm glad that, you know, what you're doing is is really a, a service to, uh, you know, to your parish community. And hopefully it is a, you know, a service that, you know, grows uh, within the archdiocese, uh, you know, here uh, on a personal uh, you know, on, on a personal level, uh, you know, how how have you managed to, to cope with the, the, the family members? I know you've got a family member also that, that um, you know, suffers from mental health challenges. Yes, yes. Um, I, you know, I, I was lucky that I had some training in mental health, yeah. so, uh, but it really brought me live, you know, it brought me in tune more specifically with schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and schizophrenia is one of the major disorders. Yeah. And so I was happy that I, I, I kind of knew about resources. And I, I was fortunate, too, because my family member was open. And really, she wanted help. Yeah, And so that makes it a lot easier. So I was able to link her up to resources and Today, you know, she's thriving. Uh, she's got her own place. She did live with us for quite a while, and it took took some time to to get her to be on her own. But by the grace of God and the resources out there, um, she's doing pretty good. And and that's what can happen to a lot of other family members sure. if they get the right help. Right. And I think uh, you know, as as we've discussed, uh, you know, now a, a couple different times. Now we've said, I mean, it just needs to be something that people are open to talk about. Right? Absolutely, it, it needs yes. to be a, a a conversation where you know you need to ensure that a uh, those who are suffering from the you know from the uh, mental illness they know a you're coming from a position of love right I mean Amen. first and foremost Absolutely. it needs to be you know it needs to mm-hmm. come from a, a position of love uh, and of course for those who have the family members maybe suffering with with the mental illness you yourself have to understand look I have to see this for what it is or at what it can potentially be uh, because mm-hmm. you know like Ramiro was saying earlier you know you may not want to face the fact uh, there yourself you know I mean you're it may be you that is the one in, in kind of denial you know because everybody, um, everybody wants to feel like they've got things figured out, but it's it's okay to say, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe we can, you know, get get a little help in, in this regard. What do you say to that, Ramiro? Uh, yes, I think that's one of the things to touch again on on the stigma, right? We yeah. we myself and Elizabeth here, we had to we had to overcome the stigma ourselves. 
uh, about talking about my son and his condition. You know, for for a long time there, I was in denial. Uh, I was looking for ways to cope. You know, but now as part of this uh, uh, mental health ministry, uh, doing the workshops that we do, uh, what we're targeting doing going forward. Uh, as Dr. Rodriguez said, is, is we're looking to stand up some of the family-to-family support groups, mm-hmm. but overcoming the stigma, not being afraid to talk about it. Um, and I would also say to the people who who don't have family members with mental health conditions to you know to 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 open up a little bit to say, hey, you know, this is this is part of the norm. Yeah. You know, this is part of the norm. Uh, it's just like a person who has diabetes yeah. uh, uh, and some of these other illnesses. Uh, so, so that's that's what I would say. Well, you know, I am uh, super glad that all of you got a chance to to join us today, and and I want to ask, you know, just probably uh, a little bit more than than a minute to go, Miss uh, Mary Jo. Uh, what do you see for the future of uh, this ministry, not just at your parish, but maybe it growing within the Archdiocese of San Antonio? I'm excited. I think I think this definitely has a place in the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church can certainly be a catalyst. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, exercising all the virtues that we learn through our faith, you know, the compassion, the caring, uh, wanting to help people. I mean, we have all the ingredients already to be able to make life a healthier and and better place for individuals that are challenged by mental health disorders. Amen. Uh, I, I want to ask you too before we we, we close. Um, do you find uh, you know it, living out the the faith life, like you're saying, the devotions, the prayers? Are those things that y'all talk about in in addressing you know mental health? Absolutely. And in fact, uh, we uh, we always pray. We encourage prayer. Yeah. Um, and plus, we're teaming up with this other ministry we have our church to bring in a spiritual dimension into our ministry as well. Amen. Well, again, I want to thank uh, all of you, you know, Miss Mary Jo, Mr. Ramiro, Miss Elizabeth, for talking so candidly uh, about this. I know it can be tough sometimes to open up about things that are personal, you know, right. and uh, y'all have done great in, in allowing us to uh, really, you know, kind of take a step into what, what it's like to, to deal with somebody, uh, you know, you know, with the you know mental health illnesses and mental health challenges. Uh, so again, God bless you for your work and may God bless you with uh, an abundance of fruit, you know, for, for what you're doing uh, for, you know, for those that you serve okay so thanks thank for you. coming in today thank you so much thank you and a big thank you listeners uh, we hope you enjoyed the conversation uh be sure to stay tuned in again we've got the share kicking off tomorrow through friday 7 a.m to 7 p.m so until next time let's all continue to labor with love joy and zeal in our heart in his vineyard god bless all of you our family had been going through crisis little by little we just found ourselves drifting completely away i was afraid to go back I mean, I cried the first time I received the sacraments again. Cried because I was back and because I had allowed God to become a part of me again. It's united our family. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Clark Cardis, colon and rectal surgeon and fellow in the American College of Surgeons, is proud to be a sponsor of the great Catholic programming on KJMA. He's a member of Catholic Charities Medical Advisory Board and Catholic Physicians Guild of San Antonio and provides care for colon cancer, diverticulitis, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and those embarrassing lumps, bumps, aches, and pains. For more information on his offices in the Medical Center, Westover Hills, or Stone Oak, please call 210-614-0880. 
Are you aware that the devil has a plan for your marriage just as God does? He has no desire for the success of your marriage. He doesn't want the two of you to help each other get to heaven, but instead he instigates each of you to lead the other straight to hell through self-centeredness, materialism, and apathy. Jeremiah gives us God's plan, saying, For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. You have a choice of whose plan you will follow. One brings misery, pain, and eternal damnation. The other, well, it's called the sacrament of matrimony, and it comes with a golden treasure chest full of grace. Call on the grace of your sacrament. It's all you need to have a future of hope in this life and in the next. This has been a minute for your marriage and family from the Three Hearts Institute. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio. On the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.